Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it can be an exciting adventure, a new chapter. But in this case, when millions of people find out about the actions of their own government, I'm afraid moving on will never be a viable option. Welcome to the Care Home Podcast. You've just listened to music courtesy of zapsplat.com. This week we're going to talk about communication, rights, roles and privacy. But first, I want to talk a bit about the UK government, urging everyone to move on. We all know what happened last week, but really we've known all along what happened. We just needed the proof. And yep, we got it by the bucket load. I mention this because the moving on slogan affects everyone. They're saying, forget about your loved ones dying. Forget about us telling you you can't see them when they're dying. Forget about all the heartbreak. Here's £400. Take this. Shut up. Move on. Well, I'm afraid it's not that easy. For one thing, people can't bring their loved ones back. And for another thing, some people are still going through it. It's made worse by the knowledge that the UK government think it's all a joke. But at least we have Nicola Sturgeon. Oh dear. Not a great deal better for some of us. But still, getting guidance spoon-fed to us while every other area of society goes back to normal and we still have homes restricting visiting to so many a day or asking for full PPE to be worn. Where is the rationale for this? Annette raised a point about communication. If a home has to impose seemingly unnecessary sanctions, they should at least be able to communicate to to the relatives and explain why they're doing it so that they can understand. There's a slight difference between showing strength and just being arrogant. But Annette's point related more to how homes communicate when loved ones' health is declining. She sees this as a lack of communication and without knowing the full story I'm going to throw a little defence towards the home here. It's very difficult for a home to communicate with multiple relatives at a time. And usually we discuss with the family members, you know, who will be the main point of contact for things like that, passing on health information. Um, so you'll possibly get a member of family who has power of attorney or guardianship. And sometimes they instruct us not to communicate anything to other members of the family, which really leaves us in a a precarious position but it does happen um so whatever stage you're at Annette you you have my sympathies and I hope you get a satisfactory outcome 
In terms of privacy, Christine asked about residents' mail. Well, staff should never open it unless they're acting on that resident's behalf or they've got consent to do so. Um, you know, if people are living far away and they're expecting letters, then they'll put their trust in the home and say to them, let me know when it comes in. Anything that comes in, open it so that we can find out if it's this letter that I'm waiting on. But generally, <clears throat> letters should be passed either to the resident or the relative. Another message I got was from Deborah. She was highlighting the work that her 10 year old daughter Heather's been doing for people living in care homes. Heather started volunteering her time to do exercise classes with elderly people and she's a finalist for Volunteer of the Year. Deborah said Heather would be happy to chat to me about her work so it looks like I've lined up my first interview and special guest so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, finally for this week is a question from Campbell Duke who we all know and love. So Campbell asks how can we properly empower residents and their families to become fully recognised and equal members of care teams and repair the undoubted damage done by the lockdown regulations? So thanks for that question. Uh, the quick answer is you shouldn't have to. Now I'm going to say something you might not like but I will explain it. I'm opposed to Anne's law but only on one point and that is if we need legislation to allow meaningful visits in a care home we should really all just shut up shop and shame and disappear. But that's not where we are <clears throat> and it's no coincidence that Campbell is the one asking this question. Mistakes were made, failures were prevalent and once recognised should have been rectified straight away. But while the UK government were killing people with arrogance, the Scottish government were doing it with ignorance. Scaring care homes into submission and letting them make their own interpretation of guidance. Never once speaking to us, just telling us and then making it our fault if something went wrong. Personally, I think they just want to tarnish the reputation of care homes to push through their national care service, but that's for another day. Public inquiry on COVID, while awkward, is also necessary. There's an old saying, let justice be done though the heavens fall. No matter what, we need to get to the truth. Was it right to deny access to loved ones? I must admit, I thought it was at the start, but the longer it went on, the less helpful it seemed to be. There's nothing that can compensate for the grief suffered by Campbell and thousands like him, but I'm certain if we can find a way to make sure it never happens again, they will find their own comfort in that. And in the words of Mr. John Bon Jovi. Whoa, we're halfway there. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next week.